Hey everybody, what's up? This is Blake, your host, and this is The Diary of a Mad Black Man. Good morning, good evening, good day. Welcome back to another episode of Diary of a Mad Black Man. My name is Blake, your host. And finally, we have another episode out, y'all. It has taken a lot (laughs) to get this episode done. Um, Wow, this past... January was the longest year ever. (laughs) Um... I just want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Diary of a Mad Black Man. Lord knows that these past couple weeks have been so challenging, so frustrating, so mentally exhausting that I didn't release an episode one week. I just couldn't find myself the energy and time and space to do it. Um, But in this week's episode, I really talk about some serious personal things that are going on right now. A couple situations with family. I touch on the death of Kobe Bryant and how it really affected me. Um, But I also want to take a moment during this intro to um, just say that this episode may be triggering for some people. Um... I want to kind of format this a little different to also say that, um, you know, when I recorded this episode, it was one of several episodes that I recorded and it was very hard to um, kind of get it all out. Um, and so I recorded it several times and it was just, it, it, it's, been a, it's been a tough road, y'all. I, I, I just, that's the best way I can say it and just keep it a bug. It's been really, really hard out here. But, you know, um, I created this podcast um, to create a safe space, um, not just for myself, but for other black men to know and understand that it's okay to go through your emotions. It's okay to feel the way that you feel. And we have got to get to a space to where we feel comfortable sharing that and expressing that. Um one of the things that I could say, a revelation that I've, that I've had since, you know, recording this episode, which was which was like two days ago, um, is I'm going to definitely get back into therapy. I, I, I'm so thankful that I have the means and abilities to get back into therapy now. And, and like that's happening like this week. Um, something else that I'm doing is um, I'm going to start to be more active. Like yesterday I went for a little walk and it just... It made me feel so much better, and I've always known that exercise is kind of a a good way to help yourself feel better to a certain extent, um, and I'm going to continue to engage in that. Um, and so a lot of things that I touch on in this episode, um, I have solutions for, I've already found solutions for, you know, in real life, I guess you could say. Um, 
But to anybody out there who is, you know, going through anything or who may be seeking a therapy, especially black men, there's a um, a, a website um, and an Instagram page that I follow. I'm going to drop the links in the description box, but it's called Therapy for Black Men. Um, I found my therapist through them. Um, I'm hoping today when I call my therapist that she has openings sometime soon and she's still available because um, Lord knows that when I've taken breaks from therapy for whatever reasons, I've tried to go back to the same therapist majority of the time that person has left the business or changed companies or moved or something has happened so i'm hoping that that's not going to be the case today however um i also remember um, an instagram post from not too long ago which was this guy um i follow who we share a lot on our mental health just challenges and trying to raise awareness around mental health which is that bro go to therapy so now that i've reached a point to where i know that that's going to be a necessary component to my life right now and moving forward I, I i really don't care what it is i'm gonna have to go through to get back into it and to find a good therapist i'm gonna go through the motions i'm gonna spend the money i'm gonna you know open myself up to be more vulnerable about it because the podcast is helping i do want to continue with my podcast journey um i have a lot of good ideas that i want to implement within this but i can't i, I can't function as a human being when i got when i'm when I'm off, when my alignment's off within myself and my peace is not there. So um, I'm definitely going to take, you know, serious steps and precautions and establish clear boundaries to make sure that I'm protecting myself, protecting my peace, and I'm able to move forward. But um, without further ado, I just want to let you guys know that this episode is kind of, it's kind of heavy. It's heavy for me um, simply because... Um, I, I share some things that are very painful, um, and even listening back to the episode, um, it, it brings back those emotions, but, um, one of the things that I am learning and I have learned and I continue to do when I do this podcast is because the more you talk about it, the less it hurts, the more you deal with it, the less it affects you. So the more I continue to grow and to, to learn, um, the better these things are going to be. This is probably my longest intro I've ever done, but I really just wanted to kind of set you guys up and let you guys know, um, especially if you're somebody that knows me personally, it's kind of going to get real in this one. Um, so, and and, and, that's, and that's something else that, I, that I'll touch on real quick before I actually jump into the meat of the episode. Um, there are certain things that I've been trying not to say, not to do, uh, well, not, I guess I don't necessarily do things with my podcast, but I say things with my podcast, but anyway, because it involves other people, and I don't want, you know, just, I, I just don't want to, you know, to have that impact on other people, but at this point, you know, I'm realizing that this is my journey, it's my life, I have the ability to do things the way that I want to, and it's not that I'm, you know, trying to be malicious towards anybody, or paint anybody in a bad light, because um, it just is what it is, and one of the things, T.D. Jake said this the other day on um, The Breakfast Club. He has an interview out there. And um, he was talking about grief and pain and how a lot of times the level of emotion that arises from, you know, the death or grief of somebody or dealing with somebody, it is an indicator of how deep that love was, how, how, how intimate that bond was. And it really makes me think and reflect on my own life, which is that when somebody hurts you or somebody is able to 
cut you deeply and they have you messed up in the head and, 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 it's, and it's very painful for you to deal with that, that's really an indication of how much you love and care about that person. That's the indication of how truly close and bonded you are with that person because they have the ability, they're that close to you that they can debilitate you with their words, with their actions, and, and it just really showcases how much and how tight you, how close you are truly are to that person. So um, that's kind of a positive takeaway that I take away from all of this, which is that yes these people have hurt me they've done things to me but it also shows me truly how much i love them and how much i know they love me it's just we we as a family we got a lot of stuff to do we got a lot everybody got a lot of work to do so without further ado um we're gonna get into the episode y'all thank y'all for listening thanks for tuning in i hope you enjoy i hope you take something away Hey everybody, what's going on? Um, so we're going to go ahead and jump into the meat of today's episode. So, first of all, um, I apologize to any of my listeners who were expecting a episode last week because I didn't release one. Um, I just fell off, to be honest. I dropped the ball. Sticky fingers. Well, not sticky fingers, butter fingers, I guess you can say. Um... Yeah, but it's for a number of reasons that I'm going to touch on in this week's episode, and hopefully by the end, um, you'll have an understanding of where I am and why I didn't release the episode and just what's going on in my life right now. So, um, one of the main things that's happening is my depression is trying to come back. Um, I recognize the signs and symptoms because been here before i'm even losing like motivation to do my podcast um it's really difficult um to just sit here and do this i'm gonna be i'm gonna keep it 100 with y'all as i always do this is like my sixth episode i've tried to record um some some solutions that i want to um, seek out is I definitely feel I need to get back into therapy ASAP um, because it's gotten to a point where I think I've plateaued in my own abilities just to cope with life. Um, I've kind of distanced myself, not intentionally. I think life just happens sometimes from certain friends and relationships um, that I once had. I think that there are some people in my life that I've confided in, um, just about my mental health and things that I think and experience. And I think it's a bit too much for some people, and they don't know how to tell me that. And that's okay, because I get it. Because I also don't really confide in the people that I know I can confide in, because I don't want to be a burden to people. So I don't want to always be that friend that's always got something going on and can't seem to get themselves together. Like, nobody wants to be around a person like that. And I find myself becoming that person. I recognize that, and I don't like that. And it just further compounds everything that I'm feeling, and it just makes me feel like a sap-ass nigga. Like, (laughs) I don't know how else to say it. Like, I just feel that, why can't I be happy? Why can't I constantly look at the good side why do these thoughts have to come back why do these emotions have to be so overwhelming to the point that it affects me for days and weeks on in um 
I have an idea as to why, but at the same time, I'm just tired of it. And um, last week was a tough one. Um, and here's some things that I know have caused um, some of this stuff to come up lately. Um, one of those is the anniversary of my grandmother's death is coming up, which just so happens to be on my birthday. This birthday, I am turning 30. You know, it's kind of a big deal, but in my mind, I'm like, I really don't care. I really don't want to celebrate. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to go to nobody's club. I don't want to have a party. I don't want to get drunk. If I could celebrate my birthday, one the way I would celebrate it is I would take a trip to a very hot and tropical place. I would do some sightseeing. Um, probably ride some RVs or something like that somewhere. Um, maybe do like some pairs, you know, just some cool stuff like that. You know, take a vacation, a real like adult vacation. I don't want to do anything other than that. And the way my finances are set up right now, mm, looks like I'm just going to have a nice little dinner with some friends, you know, and just let it be that on that. It's not... I think the fact that my I've been struggling with this for a couple of years, which is how do I celebrate a day that was so tragic to me, you know, like the day that is now a day that I don't want to celebrate. So um, I, I literally, I, one of the things I was doing was I was watching Ellen the other day and she was saying how, you know, a lot, traditionally in society, you know, people tell us that we have to celebrate our birthday and turn up on that day or whatever. Um, and I'm kind of paraphrasing here too. It's like you can celebrate life every day. And so um, I made it up in my mind. I'm just let this day pass. I'm going to let this month pass. You know, not going to make a big deal out of it, but I'm going to celebrate life at another point. Um, and, and that's just going to be what it is. Um, but the fact that my grandmother's, the death of her anniversary is coming up, like I'm thinking about it more. And it's affecting me more than I thought it would. Um, I thought I was kind of prepared for this, but I'm optimistic. I'm remaining positive and I'm going to just push through and just, just, just get through the day, get through the month and do the best I can. And that's all I can do. Um, something else that really, really hit me and unexpectedly had me extremely emotional. I, I didn't think it would hit me like this, but the, like many people around the world, the death of Kobe Bryant was absolutely shocking. It was tragic. The lives of him, his daughter, and the other people on the plane lost in just such a tragic way. Um really affected me like I cried for the majority of the day um, I cried a few times a day uh, in the subsequent days after um and it really has just showed me that life is so short and precious you never really know when the end is here um and so it's it, it, it's just it oh mm. You know, when you think about how precious life can be and how short and fragile it is um, at the same time, it's, it really puts things into perspective. Um, and that's something I'm taking away from the death of Kobe Bryant, who's a legend, 
Um, what I can say that I appreciated about him the most is who he was off the court. Um, and that's not to disregard anything that he did on the court because he obviously was a legend in his own right for being an amazing basketball player. But I looked at Kobe as the father, as the husband. I really admired his marriage and, you know, everything that they went through and how they just stuck together and had this beautiful family and how when he retired, he just dedicated all his time and energy to his girls. And I kind of wanted that at one point in my life, and I looked up to him um, in that respect. You know, there's not many black men that I can say that I look up to. Um, but he was one of them, and just his death really just, really just put me in a, it just added just, uh, I mean, everybody feels it, so I, I'm right there with you, but that was like, I, I just couldn't take it, um, so my condolences to the family, to anybody affected, to anybody else that feels the pain, to anybody that's just lost somebody recently, um, I know this pain. Um, I've been dealing with it for the past four or five years now. Um, I think it's, it's coming up on the fourth year. Yeah, this will be the fourth year since mommy's passing. And um, you never know how it's going to circle back and affect you. Um, because in the beginning of, you know, I would say me moving to Atlanta and stuff like that, I thought I was going to be okay. I thought I had dealt with it. I thought that... Um, I never thought that all those emotions would come back to be to be as strong, excuse me, to be as strong as they were and to affect me in the way that they did. Um yeah, moving on from that. Um I have complicated family ties, as a lot of people do. Um, but my relationships with my family I've tried to unconditionally love them, meaning that when I need space for them, I give myself space, but then I come back to them, try to establish strong boundaries with them, and it just seems that there's this constant cycle in my relationships with my family members that things are good for a minute, and then, boom, something happens, and it's like, all the scars and the wounds from the past come right back. It's like a wound that never gets a chance to fully heal. Um, I've also found it difficult to talk about them on my podcast because, one, um, somebody got really upset at me speaking about them on my podcast, but I think that it's more so they're just upset at hearing the truth, and this is the person who doesn't like to hear the truth. Um, I'll speak on a couple situations simply because they've really affected me and it's just, it's just where I'm at. This is not me trying to tell my business or my family business or to put anybody on blast because that, that that's not my intention. My goal here is to get this off my chest, um, to put it into my diary so that way I can move on, so that way I can heal. And I really want that other person to heal, too. So, one of my... I'll just say it like this. You know, so this is what I'm debating. How much of a buck am I going to keep it? Am I going to keep it like 90? 
Am I going to keep it 95 or am I going to keep it all the way 100? Part of me wants to like tiptoe around the situation and not tell it all. But my heart is telling me to get this shit off your chest. Say what it is so the people know how you feel. And it's not even so that way the people can know how I feel. That's not the main thing. But I got to get this out of me. I can't keep holding on to this. I can't keep dealing with this. And I know I'm not the only person that's dealt with this. So here I go. So I've always been an overly protective brother. Like, to a fault at times. I can honestly say that I've overstepped my boundary um, at times in trying to protect my sister and doing things that I feel was best for her. I remember at one point in college, I I mean, I, I ran up in this dude's room, which she was in there, and snatched her little self up. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't want her, I wanted what was best for her. I didn't want her to deal with a shady character. Um, and that's not to say that the person was a shady character, but they were, well, nah, they was a shady character at the time. And I just didn't want my sister to be one of some dude's hoes out here in these streets. Like, I just didn't want that for her. I wanted her to have a nice guy that was going to respect her, that was going to love her because she was a beautiful girl. She's very smart. She's very intelligent. Still to this day has amazing qualities. She's super smart. You know, I just appreciate her and love her so much. She's been married for, I want to say like four or five years now. I don't really know. But something like that. Um, And this guy she's married to, which she's put this out here herself. She's, you know, fought with him. He's been very abusive. I mean, to the point that she was pregnant by him at one point and had an abortion by him. Um, And I feel guilty because of that. Because I did take her to get the abortion. And as much as I myself am against abortion, I do not feel it's my place to tell any woman or anybody else what they can or cannot do with their body. You know, I don't, I feel that I slightly participated in this, but I feel that, but I know that my intention and goal was to just be there and support my sister. I thought that at this point, she was really going to be done with this person. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I, so many words came to mind to try and describe this person. That's all I could think to say was just person. Anywho, long story short, it's been years of abuse, of homelessness, of toxicity that my sister has endured that I haven't been able to be there for her for. I've literally had to step away and decide to not speak to her because her poor decisions that she's making begin to affect my life, begin to have me have nightmares, sleepless nights, my anxiety, like, you know, I'm crying randomly at times, and I just, you know, really took its toll on me to know that my sister was dealing with such 
levels of abuse, you know, just like my mom did growing up. You know, I grew up watching different men beat the shit out of my mom and having a fight with guys with my mom. And, you know, so it's like deja vu all over again. And I remember growing up, I always said that I would never be the brother that sat back and just allowed these guys to just do whatever they wanted to my sister and not do anything about it. Um, however, I've reached a point where I now kind of understand why maybe some of my uncles didn't step in as much as they should have, or as I feel they should have, especially like as I got a little older, because you realize the patterns, you know, um, you realize that when somebody's constantly in an abusive relationship, constantly allowing, you know, these people to do these certain things and they're accepting these behaviors, you can step in as much as you want, but if they constantly go back to that person, there's really nothing that you can do. I literally had a mentor tell me that one time, and that was when I really decided to step away. And it's like, I can't jeopardize my life and my freedom for somebody who's accepting this behavior. Um, my sis called me about two or three weeks ago and told me, you know, she was ready to leave him. Um, she was tired, um, you know, told me some details about some things that had been going on, which again, just abuse is abuse, whether it's verbal, physical, mental, financial, domestic violence is very real. And that's what my sister is experiencing. She's going through, she has battered woman syndrome. I'm pretty sure of, um, I mean, I'm nobody's psychologist or anything like that, but I'm pretty sure that's what's happening because she's constantly going back. She's constantly going through the emotions and she called me and long story short, she said, she said to me, if she doesn't leave this man, somebody's going to end up hurt. That weighed so heavy on me that I was, a part of me was happy that she had arrived at this conclusion. A part of me was very excited that she, you know, finally had the courage to leave him. Um, which she told me, you know, she moved out, took all her stuff out and, um, you know, got the U-Haul and, you know, did all that stuff. Like, taking actual steps, leaving him, got her name off the lease, you know, all of that stuff. Then, you know, we talked for, you know, like probably a couple of days straight. And because, you know, we don't really talk that often anymore. You know, we grew up together. Me and my sister, we don't really talk on a regular basis. I mean, when we do, we cool. But majority of the time, we're not because I just, I, I can't. Like, I just can't. Um, I have to love her from a distance for my own sanity, my own peace, because I don't want to hear about you and this person. And that's all you seem to kind of talk about sometimes. So and that's part of the reason why we're so distanced. Anywho, in a couple of days go by, I don't hear anything from her. Don't hear anything from my mom. Apparently she moved back in with my mom for a little bit. And then um, one day my mom was like, oh yeah, she left like a week ago. And went back to him. Now, at this point... I'm fucking devastated. I'm not even gonna lie to y'all. Like, that day, I remember getting in the shower, and I cried so hard. I'm in here trying not to scream or anything like that, but that's just the level of pain that was coming out of me because I fear for her life. I fear for getting that call that, you know, something didn't happen, and you know what I'm saying? Like, that's something I have to deal with. And um, I don't think people realize how when they start to make 
poor decisions in their life and they're not and they're in these toxic relationships it gets to a point to where it does it's not just about you anymore because your decisions are affecting other people and so now i'm at a point to where i i just can't you know i'll never block her out of my life and i'm not gonna block her from my phone or anything but even though you know she she tried to FaceTime me this weekend, I tried to FaceTime her one time just to kind of check in, but we kind of play phone tag, and it's like I don't know if I'm if I'm in a space to receive anything other than positive news from you. I got my own shit going on, you know what I'm saying? I'm already in a very fragile state of mind, and I don't think she realizes that sometimes how. It don't necessarily be your whole situation that breaks me, but it be my own shit that I don't even tell y'all. I'll be down here going, I've been going through shit for years, and I have, and I will never tell my family, simply because they're, they tend to be a little messy sometimes, and I don't really trust them like that. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I just, it's like I, I just, it's something I just have to deal with at this point. You know, I mean, what, what what can I do? I can't want better for somebody who doesn't want better for themselves. I can't tell somebody how beautiful they are if they don't believe they're beautiful for themselves. Um, and that's just the reality of the situation. And then come to find out, you know, apparently when she moved out, she got a good old cussing out from my mama. And... Uh, My mom has a tendency to cuss people out, and this is what I can say about her, because me and her kind of had a little, no, it ain't little, we had an issue this past weekend as well. Um, she has a tendency to get so angry, so upset, so frustrated, that she just says anything that comes to her mind. She will say, and, and mind you, she's gotten better over the years, but when she told me she cussed her out so bad, I was just like, why? Like, we have to change our behaviors within each other. Um, But it just took me back to the many times her mom has cussed me out and said many hateful things to me, um, done mean and hateful things to me, um... And it's just, I think that verbal abuse from a parent, in my opinion, is oftentimes worse than physical abuse because those scars stay with you forever. You never forget the things that this person said or did to you, um, and or not necessarily did to you, but or how it made you feel and how it made you feel about yourself and how you internalize that and how you had to overcome that and, and believe that you're better than that. Um, it's still difficult to this day, you know, like the issue that I, so I'm struggling because it's just so fucking deep. Like it's just, and it, and it's painful. And it's like, this person seems to, I'm, just, I'm getting, I'm getting this shit off my chest. So we were having a conversation the other day. And 
this my mom was trying to make light of a situation that happened in the past, which is back in high school. I think I mentioned this in a previous episode, but back in high school, long story short, when my grandma kicked me out, my whole family disowned me because they thought I was gay at the time. Um, she calls and she left a voicemail saying very mean and hurtful things. I disown you. You're not my son no more. I hate you. I hope you catch AIDS in the ass and die. Yeah, so at the, so the other day we're on the phone and I guess she's trying to make light of the situation from what she says. She literally said, well, even if I did say that, you know, gay boys can help you catch AIDS and ass and die, you know, it's not that bad because it's true, you know, gay boys do catch AIDS and ass and die. And she said some other things that were just very ignorant, which I told her they were ignorant as fuck. Um, But this is the kind of things that just in casual conversation, you trying to make light of something that's very painful for me. And then you try to flip the script and say, well, it's not my fault. You're not over something that happened over 20 years ago. I can't be held accountable because you're still dwelling on the past. It's not that I'm dwelling on the past or I haven't moved on from something, but you there's just certain things you don't joke about. There's certain things that you cannot make light of. Just like I can never make light of the fact that majority of my childhood you were in very abusive and toxic relationships. You know what I'm saying? I'll never make joke or light of that because that shit is real. You know what I'm saying? Just like I may never make joke or like or, or some of the shit that I've done. You know, I'm not a perfect person either. I've said some pretty mean and hateful shit to my mom before. I've done some pretty fucked up shit to my mom before. But you don't see me trying to joke about it and, and ha-ha and kiki about it. You know what I'm saying? And then when I call you out on it, you want to get mad. Like, so... I don't know what I'm going to do about these two in my life because I love them so much. I I, I just love them. And, and, and a part of me, you know, like a part of me can relate to my sister and her constantly going back to this guy because that's how I feel about them. You know, it's like, I know you're not necessarily a perfect person, which nobody is. Um, I know that... The things that you say and do may not always be perfect, but I love this person. You know what I'm saying? And love is blinding at times. But where I'm at, in my journey of life, I I can't, you know? I, I cannot allow anybody to think that saying things or doing things like this is okay to think that, you know, constantly bringing your drama, your bullshit to my doorstep thousands of miles away from each other is okay. Um, And it affects me in a different way because we are family. You know, nobody wants to see their family out here doing bad. Um, It's part of the reason why I've struggled for the past year to get back on my feet because it's like, what am I doing this for? I don't have a relationship. I don't have, you know, close ties to my family like that. What am I out here busting my ass for? For what? I'm going to achieve all this stuff for what? 
You know what I'm saying? It's just, I, I feel that I lost my purpose because all through college, one of the reasons why I went so hard was because I wanted to see change in my family. I wanted to be that person that had the stability, that had a good job, that had a house, that was able to provide and, you know, make investments for the family and to bring us together and to to host, you know, the holiday seasons. And it's like, it's, I got into a point where I realized that that's just not me. That's just not what my life was meant for. And I don't really know 100% what's in store for the future. Um, I do know that I still have, you know, dreams to still have these multi-million dollar businesses and things like that and to do all these great things. But um, my inner peace has to be together. And I haven't been peaceful within um, lately. I want to quit podcasting. I don't want to do this no more. Um, as much of as good as it's been for me to be able to release, to be able to share and kind of get this stuff off my chest, I found myself recently struggling to do it, you know, thus this past week, um, I wasn't able to push through all the pain that I was dealing with last Sunday. And I know that the death of Kobe Bryant kind of definitely took me to a different place. Um, but it's all this other shit I'm dealing with, too, you know, from family. And, and I haven't even touched on my own stuff, my own. You know, I'm facing right now um, what I can share is some serious health challenges that I haven't really shared with anybody. Um, like, shit's getting real. And it's not just mental anymore. It's physical. And so I'm having to deal with this and... Having to balance, you know, what do I disclose to my job? Because Lord knows that going through health challenges at a job, you know, my past experience, you know, especially with teaching is at a certain point, they don't care what you're going through. You know, um, I'm hoping that this current company I work for isn't going to be like that, but um, we'll see. I, um... I I just I I find that I just don't I'm just tired, y'all. I'm really tired of being sad. I'm tired of being depressed. I'm tired of the struggle. I'm tired. I, I'm just at my wits' end, and at the same time, I just can't find it within myself to give up. I cannot as much pain and that I just deal with on a regular basis, I cannot fathom giving up. Even though there are some days and moments that I really, really want to, you know? And that, and that's kind of a, I want to keep it a buck, that's kind of a fear of mine, which is that, you know, it's going to be one of those moments, it's just going to be like the, the alignment's going to come and it's not going to be the right alignment, but it's going to be that moment that time, that space, that energy is all going to hit me at once and I'm not going to be able to control it. Um, just the pain is going to be so overwhelming that, you know, I, I want to escape. You know, this past weekend, I went and got a hotel room and, you know, really just, just sat by myself. I literally laid in this bathtub in this hotel for like three hours. Um, 
because that's just where I was at. You know, it didn't have anything to do with anybody else. Nobody had done nothing. I know where I am mentally and spiritually. Um, it's not the best of places right now. And so I'm doing the best I can to just push through each day. Um, it was, it, like I said, it's been very hard to even get back to this podcast because I, like I said, I was going to release one by, by Wednesday, then it was Thursday, then it was Friday, then I was like, you know what, I'm just going to skip the whole week because giving myself the space and the grace, you know, I don't want to complicate things by trying to do too much right now. Um, I'm not saying that I'm going to quit podcasting. Um, I'm going to still try to, I know I'm going to still publish episodes. Um, what that's going to look like, you know, how it's going to, you know, continue to go. I, I, I just don't know at this point. Um, but I'm going to, I'm still going to do it. And it's just going to get to the point to where I'm going to have to, because I'm dealing with so much shit, like just so much real stuff. I'm going to, in, in order for me to mentally do this and be honest and transparent and vulnerable as I've stated from the beginning that I want to be, I'm going to have to put it in my podcast and it's not going to be in any malice or strife towards anybody else, but this is just what it is. Um, what I'm dealing with. Um, yeah, so on the bright side of things, I did get a promotion at work. Yay. Um, I've been promoted to the corporate side of the restaurant chain I work for. Um, it's pretty amazing so far. I wish I was in more of a spirit to celebrate, but I'm really not. Um, I just, I feel myself wanting to isolate, like wanting to isolate myself, wanting to not be around people as much. Um, and I'm kind of, I, I don't like this space, but it's kind of like, if you don't reach out to me, then I ain't reaching out to you kind of mentality, you know? And ever since I stopped doing that, you know, there's certain people I just, you know, it is what it is. We're adults. It's no hard feelings. You know, if you didn't do anything to me, I don't feel any type of way, but I do, I am understanding that when you don't speak to somebody for weeks and months on end, like, it is what it is. You know, especially if I see you watching my shit on Instagram, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm also tired of being, I know I'm not really going to be using my personal Instagram anymore like that. Um, just simply because I'm kind of over it. You know, Facebook, thank God I deleted the app from my phone. Um, because it's like, I just, I'm not in the space for it right now. You know, will I come back to it one day? Maybe, I don't know. Right now, um, having to be back into survival mode, you know, I, I just have to find a way to get through each day, do the best that I can, and focus on something other than myself, which right now is my new position at work. I'm very thankful for. It's given me something to look forward to each and every day. Um, I'm able to be creative, um, 
in that space. And you know, I don't even really feel like talking too much about it right now. I think it deserves a whole nother episode. But the main thing is is that, you know, I got complicated family situations, family ties, mental health's acting up, you know, all these emotions are just overwhelming right now. Um and it kinda is what it is, you know. Like I said, you know, in this moment, I don't want to give up. I can't give up. But I'm going to be honest and say that this is a strong moment because it's been some very weak. One of the reasons why, you know, I went to the hotel this weekend was because I was very weak and I didn't want to be like that around anyone, you know. So I wish somebody could have been there with me, of course. But I'm learning that this journey of life, my path right now, I'm going to be by myself a lot. Um, I'm learning that, like, for example, one of my friends, I stood up on Friday, and I'm devastated because of it, you know? Like, I don't even really remember that morning because I was so emotional. Next thing I know, it had been, like, two or three hours. I checked my phone. I realized I never responded. And I don't want to do that to people. I don't want to I don't want to bleed on people that didn't cut me. I'm, I'm healing myself. I've healed a lot. It's, you know, I I definitely see the reason, reasons to continue to go forward, but it's hard, y'all. It's challenging. And um, it's also difficult to kind of share this side of me, you know. Um, It's difficult for me to reach out to anyone at this point because most of the time, I'm not feeling good. I'm not in a good space. And people, oh, what's wrong? What's going on? I'm here for you. Yeah, okay, well, if you're here for me, how about you come pick me up and take me to get something to eat? Or give me, like, like, like that's the kind of stuff I'd be wanting to say to people. Just like, that's, you know, most people aren't going to come and do anything with me. Except for my one friend who I love and I appreciate so much. You know who you are. But, um, but yeah, y'all, um, so I'm going to go ahead and conclude this episode. Um, again, you could follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Those links or my, I guess, usernames for those platforms will be found in the description box. Um, I hope you take something away from this episode, um, which I think some of the main things that I could main things I think will be positive takeaways from this is that just never give up no matter how bad it gets don't give up on life you never know just how quickly things can go left and be tragic just as quickly can go positive and things can change for the better so that's where I'm remaining hopeful um I'm saying prayer to um prayed up oh my god that didn't even sound right i'm remaining faithful um i pray as much as i can trying to keep my spirit together trying to keep my spirits up um not bottling my emotions and allowing them to kind of run their course um but at the same time get myself up take a hot shower get it together get out here and work you know use it as a distraction for now um and do the best that I can. Um 
I know I'm not alone in my complicated family situations um, because it's even more complicated on my dad's side. You know, these people, we're not going to go there. We're ending this episode. Um, But yeah, y'all stay blessed out here. Life is meant to be enjoyed. It's not meant to be in survival mode. But if you do happen to be in survival mode like me, do your best not to take it out on anybody else. And indulge in self-care. I think, you know, one of the reasons why I'm able to record this episode is because I did literally took a whole day just to take care of myself, to pamper myself, to eat delicious meals, and to lay in a fancy hotel bed and a bathtub, and to really just pamper myself. And I think that I need to get back to doing that on a regular basis because... A lot of times in survival mode, we're so busy trying to save and penny pinch and, you know, save towards the goal that we forget that we need to maintain the body that we're in and take care of the body that we're living in. Um, And that's what I did. So, yeah, this is going to be a diary entry for the books because, yeah, I just said a lot without saying a whole lot or too much of the things that are really weighing heavy on me right now. But that's for another episode. I thank you all for listening. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for supporting me in my journey. You know, I think as black men, as a black man, it's very difficult to express the things that hurt us, that are painful to us. Um, But in my experiences, is that in sharing and getting out has helped. And so this is just me, again, continuing to remain true to my podcast as well as to remain true to myself and practice this therapeutic practice of just getting stuff off my chest. So um, see you guys next week with another episode. I hope you guys stay blessed and highly favored. Hope everything with your week goes well. Take care, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening.